0: you telling me to use a time machine? Uh. Bueller. Inconceivable. Uh. Inconceivable. Uh. Of uh. What is it, Blavarian? Inconceivable! Inconceivable! Get the schedule! I do you're, uh. you're
1: Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I'll have what she's having. yippee Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker.
0: Okay, welcome to Pete Thing High School. School. This is a podcast that we talk about 80s film. My name is Lex. And I'm Mez. We are Lex and Mez, <laughs> the couple who review movies, 80s ones specifically. Today we have a good one for you.
1: We do. It's and a nice movie. It's a
0: great movie, actually, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed
1: it too. As an adult. Oh, yeah.
0: So much more. I really enjoyed watching it as a kid, but I really enjoyed watching it as an adult.
1: Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed watching it too because... Being that it's a movie based on, well, not quite a book, a novella. Yes. Of an author that I have recently really gotten back into. Mm hmm. I enjoyed it extra muchly.
0: Not just because of its October, but more no. than. No. Yeah.
1: I yeah. just, I don't know why. Over lockdown, I've just really gotten back into this author's works.
0: Yes. Yeah, so what movie is it and who is the author?
1: Dan by Me. Yep. Based on the novella The Body by mm-hmm. Stephen King. Mm
0: hmm. Yes. Directed by Rob uh, Reiner. Rob mm hmm. Nineteen
1: eighty six. Yeah, set in nineteen fifty-nine. Okay. So it's a bit great, tricky. Great eighties cast. Well, great eighties cast. So bear
0: with us for a second. Yeah. First of all, let's talk about Stephen King.
1: Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's so funny, like
0: You I have never... been getting into him yeah really I have a lot. and
1: like I never really liked his books. Like I've read them all, like all the classics, you know, like It, Carrie, all of that. Pet Symmetry, um... have you read? That? Yeah, I've read Pet Cemetery, but yeah. I just I never really... like hit and the Stand too. I always like The stand. Yeah, isn't
0: that the biggest book after oh, it's War and so Peace? so
1: long. Yeah. <laughs> it's so long. The extended version too is like... There's just, more? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. But, I mean, I wasn't a huge King fan. Even I wouldn't even call myself a Stephen King fan for someone that reads so much. But... Mm. I recently borrowed a book, one of his two nonfiction books called "On Writing," just to get some tips on my own writing. And mm. reading about this guy's life, man, this man has lived. Yeah, you know, he's it hasn't Seventies be now. He's in his yeah early seventies. Yeah, it, it it's not an exceptionally like it's not. He didn't grow up wealthy or traveling the world or anything. He, mm. he lived a life like a normal life, but just he lived, mm. you know. And so reading about his life was so interesting. Mm. Um, and then I just started. Well, actually, borrowed one of his recent books of short stories called If It Bleeds, and mm. then I've just been reading like of so much that horror. History. Yeah, I mean, all of I mean, he's stuff known for horror. horror. Yeah, he but loves. Obviously,
0: it. this isn't a horror film. No horror or a movie. It's got some. I
1: think. What he and he says this himself is that, and and I think why this is why I kind of identify with him is that he's always been attracted to the macabre, Mm. you know. And so I'm just reading his second nonfiction book called Dance Macabre, which is all about like horror and particularly horror film development in the United States, which Mm. really just branches out to the Western world. Mm. Um, But you know, like, and the fact that the movie is based upon these children's or young. twins Twins. um, journey to go and see a dead body I guess there's your macabre sort of morbid yeah you know but he's just like he's just such a good writer you know and like I've read a lot recently just stuff that's been picked out by the local library Mm. and when you compare other people's right like lesser writers Mm. who are still good decent writers he's just brilliant yeah you know he's he's so so good
0: Seventy so books. Oh, so
1: many books and so many short stories. Mm. And actually there's a movie on Netflix called Gerald's Game, which is based on another one of his short stories. And for some reason, the short stories of the novellas really translate well mm. to the movies. I think he
0: has elements of his own life a lot. In Absolutely. The Probably not the.
1: Well, everything he writes is somehow got an element of. Please him. tell me it. isn't basically okay so no but (laughs) thinking about it is funny because it kind of mirrors with stand by me Mm. the young group of boys Mm. or friendship group around about 12 Mm. it's always the same Mm. you know small town journey entity of evil something Mm. like that Mm. his themes are consistent always mm-hmm. you know
0: well sorry we, we skip past the plot but essentially that's it yeah it's a group of four boys find out about a dead body in their area yeah a kid their age even
1: who's gone missing, He's gone missing. but then one of the older brothers that was yeah um,
0: another group of well, they say gang but group of older boys let yeah. it slip to one of the little boys
1: well he overheard, them, he yeah, overheard them. that they'd seen the body but they didn't want to Call it in because they'd stolen a car, boosted a car. Boosted a car. <laughs> yeah. Boosted it. a car. Yeah, it was a sort of like this uh, 50s um, vocab, yeah. I think. Well, um, oh, they still say
0: boosted a car. Do you reckon? I've never heard it before really outside of, of this climate. film. Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, so they want to go and see. But, you know, there's like, there's all this backstory. Well, they like, want
0: to be the ones who find it so they can be on in the papers. Yeah, they want to be heroes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, you know, like sort of the main character, he... Um, you know, he lost his older brother to a car accident. He mm. feels that his parents wish that it was him that had gone. And then we see Chris, who comes from sort of a rough family. And then there's the other two that, well, Vernon, they don't really give a but He just seems to come from a normal family, mm. you know. Mm. But the other one has um, the father that obviously had PTSD from the war. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Gordo.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're touching on the characters. Let's talk about the actors. River Phoenix... Plays Chris. Yeah, obviously, River Phoenix. I loved River Phoenix. Probably one of the biggest pinup boys in the 80s
1: and the 90s, really, the early early
0: 90s. 90s, But he's younger in this one. I'd say he's about 15, 16 here. Maybe. I think
1: younger than that. He's still got He's a little bit bigger
0: than the rest of them.
1: Yeah, I think he's probably 13 or 14 Mm. in this film. But this is his
0: standout film. Like, is this the one that broke him?
1: I think so, like mm. mainstream, yeah. It's such a shame. He had a drug overdose, didn't he, at um, the, Viper Room, the Viper Room, Johnny yeah. Depp's Club on yeah. Sunset, which yes. is gone. They sold it Yeah. now, the last time we were there.
0: And Will Wheaton is Gordy, who is the main character. Yeah. Or the narrator. Well, yeah. sorry, the narrator is actually um, uh, Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> yeah, who's
1: who's credited as the writer. So that's his adult version of him. So exactly. we see that because during the film he talks about how his brother was a football star, but he mm. wants to be a writer. But that would mm. have been like a... Sort of a wimpy, considered a wimpy sort of career during yeah, that time, but we, but obviously he did go on to. But be his writer. mate
0: Chris is really, yeah. And there's scenes in in this movie where his Chris is the only one supporting him. I know, which yeah. is quite nice. But but mm. maybe there's a lot of touch of Stephen King there because he mm. must have had a mate who supported his writing. Mm.
1: Well, and his was, brother was like that. his brother supported. Right. Well, there you go. So mm. maybe, maybe
0: I mean, like you said, a lot of elements of his life are probably yeah. in this story. Uh, Corey Feldman's in this, and yeah. we've talked about Corey Feldman a thousand times, but yeah. he's in every 80s movie that's any good. Yeah. And uh, Jerry O'Connor, who you might remember from Sliders. Yeah, well, that's where I am Jerry O'Connor. Yeah. in one of the screens.
1: Yeah, he is in one of the screens. Scream 2? 2, two? Yes. two. Mm. yeah. But yeah, Corey Feldman, he just looks exactly the same. Like, obviously, he's younger as mm. Teddy, but he just looks exactly the same, yeah. you know, as he yeah. does in, like, um, The Lost Boys or... yeah. The verbs. he's just so similar. Yeah, he's quite you know? he's
0: quite unique in his... His looks. His looks and his approach yeah. to acting, obviously. No, yeah. Keith O'Sullivan also in oh, this. God, he's so frightening. And he's so good at his role. Yeah. And I lo- I loved him in this.
1: Ace Merrill. Merrill spelt my way. Exactly, yeah. yeah <laughs> so. he, he is good. He's so threatening in yes. this film and he, you can just see why they chose him for the Lost Boys and stuff. Yeah so Lost
0: Boys is after. Mm. And I think um Rob Reiner did Lost Boys as well. Yeah he did. So obviously he's a, sim- a similar role in yes. a similar cast. He's as well. he's
1: very menacing. Oh god he's good. That widow's peak and just he that just that looks look. like a devil. Oh my god. <laughs> he's so scary. And so he's like the leader of the gang all the, basically. All the gang.
0: they're like 18, 19. They're driving.
1: Yeah, I'd say they're about yeah. Yeah,
0: and they're all kind they're, of finished school. And he like maybe.
1: driving along, knocking Playing letter bar. boxes off with yeah, a baseball bloody bat. baseball bat. Yeah, letter
0: ball, letter box ball.
1: <laughs> but thing. yeah, they're um.
0: So that's a all star cast of eighties. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, it's very male focused. Movie. well yeah it is, it is it is about obviously a bunch of young a young
1: boys but yeah. there's a lot
0: of males. There's an older boy there's an older gang which is like maybe an eight or nine of them mm. um, including Keith Sullivan, who's a leader and there's very very few very few females in this community. Yeah there
1: isn't at all which um, is interesting because in it you see there's one female in the, mm, the group mm, grouping, you know. Um but yeah but cool. it's funny yeah like you mentioned Richard Dreyfus mm, as being like he's obviously only really in the beginning and the mm, end and mm, he narrates it. Mm. Um, but yeah, but John Cusack as well. I was like, Oh my god, like, yeah, as the older brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's you it's know, so
0: like, that's like eight quality actors, right? Yeah, yeah. There.
1: well, Will Eaton's funny because I I've only know him from the Big Bang Theory as well. So. Oh, yeah,
0: well, he's in a few of um, who's that? the buffy who does a buffy
1: oh a, J- a joss whedon yes yeah, so he, yeah he's in
0: like firefly and yeah i feel what,
1: like they would run in those circles yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sort of comic con circles yeah, yeah you exactly know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's where he's, okay. but
0: he's yeah, in big bang Theory he's, he's, uh, yeah he's a bit different like oh, totally, totally different character i don't know if he's just making fun of himself
1: in he looks show. different um as an adult too like i, I don't See his childhood self in his adult looks. He's really very thin in this film. at all. But I love, I love Vernon Jerry O'Connell. He's yeah. so cute. Like he's yeah. a little bit fat, yeah. and he's scared when they're on their journey. He's proper and, scared. Yeah. You know, like he's just like at the night when like the owl hoots and they're camping, <laughs> he just freaks out. Yeah,
0: you're ruining all the good parts. You know. Um, okay, and location is important somewhere. It's
1: in Castle Rock, Oregon. Castle Rock, it's it. like a small town. King had spent some time there, so I'm guessing him, that's why because often he puts all these movies in Maine which is his stomping ground but right. this one's on the other side of the country mm. speaking of like location setting one of the things that I was reading his book about writing is that in every nearly every story he he has a scene that he sets in sort of the outskirts of these small towns think like behind the main drag or something near Mm. a train track dry Mm. grass Mm. dirty and you see it in like it as well when the kids are meeting up on the bikes Mm. and stuff and they do that here too as they're going off on their journey they sort of converge Mm. around this part and like it's kind of hard to put in words but you can just picture it in your head and it's true he always has this weird sort of end of the tracks well mm-hmm. you know part of his town settings mm-hmm. it's weird isn't mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. but you know what mm-hmm. i mean don't you like yeah, yeah. He's
0: always, i guess it creates the element of edginess to his films yeah and, he that and puts it on the edge of the town or the, yeah or the, the shoddy or dodgy end yeah. of the town but film. he grew up in small towns right
1: you know and i think that's you know there's such a good setting for, for these type of stories mm-hmm. you know but i guess i mean and they say it at the beginning of the movie so it's not a spoiler but the reason that he starts writing about mm. this sort of journey that happened in his childhood, which he had never done before, is because he reads in the paper that his friend Chris had been stabbed in a, a restaurant,
0: yeah. you know, yeah, because... He
1: he be- went on to become a lawyer mm. and he was breaking up a fight between two guys in a, a fast food restaurant and was stabbed. So mm. that's what brings forth his sort of te- telling of the whole thing because right. he hadn't written about it before.
0: Right, right. You know? Yeah. Um.
1: So I think that's, yeah, as well. It's kind it's of interesting.
0: Sad. It's interesting. Okay, so it's quite a few themes. And I, I wrote three here, but by all means um, add any extras. But first I put is, is the intense friendships of, 12 year old kids
1: yeah well it is it's that sort of time where you're coming into your own right you're Mm. separating from the family unit and sort of yeah the friendships are intense Mm. you know Mm. you haven't quite hit puberty yet Chris and
0: Gordy seem to have this symbiotic relationship where they they help each other out yeah well
1: they're almost like brothers
0: they lift each other up in each other's yeah so obviously Chris is a bit bigger and he's full of confidence yeah and um and uh, a little bit rough on the edges because he comes from a rougher family, mm. whereas Gordy is quite um, shy. And... Well, he's
1: sort of academic, and he, he he keeps encouraging him not do the college courses. You can get out of the town, yeah. You know, and there's
0: a very goodwill hunting moment yeah. where he's like, "Oh, you're not going to hang around with us? You, you, you know, it'd be yeah. insult sort of thing. Yeah, you have to be a writer. You have to, you know, yeah, yeah. reach your full potential. And and so that that friendship is really profound for twelve year olds. Yeah. obviously, it's written from an adult's perspective. The fact that those two work so well together, even though they're kind of opposites, yeah, is really quite welcoming. I
1: guess. Yeah, well, I think on that note, like just jumping ahead a little bit, one of my favourite line from it is related to that where he says, you know, like, I never did have... Um, as good of friends as I did when I was 12. 12 like, yeah. does anybody? Yeah. You know, and that's probably true. Like, it's And I guess a... that
0: that kind of ties the bow at the end. And I was going to say, yeah, that's a great Great line, yeah. absolutely. Even it though it's not even said, it's written. It's written, yeah. Um, but it makes a good impact because obviously it's a writer telling you that mm. in, the, in his chosen medium. But... Yeah, I just thought it was great. I mean, mm. there's there's more to it than the fact that, okay, there's there's really four of them and they have their cubby house and they're kind yeah. of like yeah. reading comics together. And, and and it's cigarettes. Kind of, smoking cigarettes. Smoking yeah. cigarettes. That was
1: kind of cool. You
0: know. Uh, trying to be more adult than they really yeah, are. Yeah, they really
1: are because they're really just kids at the heart of it. Correct, you know? correct. But I think like, yeah, and I guess you see with the older gang, I mean, there is friendship there.
0: Mm. but the
1: comparison between those younger kids and the older kids like I feel like those younger kids would die for each other you know like it's exactly. it is really intense
0: whereas the older ones that they, they would hurt each other yeah and it's more bravado
1: oh totally like that scene where they're doing playing chicken on the road yeah. with the truck and yeah. you know it's all yeah. about who can get in front of the other person yeah, yeah absolutely but, but I guess
0: it could go either way like that 12 year old relationship or those four friends could end up being like yeah the well they
1: say that the other two kind of drifted yeah. away from him and chris right. as they right. went further right. into high school or whatever yeah. so yeah. you know
0: that uh the second one is that the, the parents can really fuck up kids <laughs> yeah,
1: it's true it's uh, scary and you
0: mentioned this before but, but they all seem to have something, something is going on that's really influencing them right now in their stage of life that it's come from apparently. Well, the,
1: yeah, because the only one that doesn't really talk about that is Vernon, right? Yeah. But like you know, we see like Teddy with his like I said, his fathers obviously had a mental breakdown because he's like, my father stormed the beach in Normandy. But we don't like you we know? don't know
0: if that's true or yeah. he just he's just so off the rails that he told his son that he was He his, was, yeah in the. But world. either way, he's apparently in the loony bin. Yeah, and, and they kind of tell you the that
1: in <laughs> um, Yeah, and then you know obviously like we see with um, well, and he burnt his ear. Yeah, he burnt his ear, held yeah. down, held his ear, and burnt. Down on the hot plate. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, but then we see, like, yeah, with Gordy obviously losing his older brother and the parents are not coping with, coping that, with that at all. Know? So it's three months
0: after the fact.
1: And there's a lot of comparison between him and why can't you have friends like your older brother? Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: and he believes that his father loves his older brother more. And his older brother was a success, but he also encouraged his little yeah,
1: brother. Yeah, his more. older brother loved him. Yeah, he was, loved him, you he know. Talked
0: about his stories to his dad, but the dad didn't really. Yeah, he even more wanted to talk about football, football. with the older brother. Which is probably a common occurrence in the 50s, but...
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it was a generational thing then, mm-hmm. wasn't it? you mm-hmm. know. Um... And the mother just did not cope. She, no, she was well, she, she was just, she, yeah, she was like a bit catatonic, wasn't mm-hmm. she, you know. And I guess with River Phoenix, we see that, you know, he's Chris, he's just from a really rough family. Yeah. And his Cause... older
0: brother's he... in it as well, who plays yeah. Eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> Great nickname. <laughs> who's
1: in the gang. He's yeah. in part of the
0: gang. He's like the number two. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really love his brother at all. Like there's a scene where Ace... Well,
1: well, he yeah, when Ace threatens him. But he does say, hey, hang on, Ace. Like you can see that he's sort of... Hesitant, know, but hesitant. he doesn't,
0: you know, he does not his brother in the fact that you stick up for your brother yeah. to the death, especially if someone's got him by the throat. Yeah, that's true. Um, so he valued his friendships more than his family.
1: Yeah. But I think like maybe as well it is a generational thing in that, you know, a lot of families in that wouldn't have been encouraged to talk about their feelings and mm. stuff like that. Like it was, you know, still a, like, you know, you be a man, like control yourself, you know, mm. your emotions or whatever. And But it is scary. Like as a parent, I do worry sometimes like, that I'm not going to have my kids in therapy, you know, well, yeah. in 20 years. Well, again, you just know. just
0: on the statistics, the three out of the four. It's not a good thing. So we have to be careful of what we do or say. Probably not what just you or sin, I, but the
1: sins of the parents sins of the fathers the repeated thing. on the children or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess there's definitely elements to that. And, and I think a lot of people's problems stem from their parents, so <laughs> yeah. we have to be careful as parents <laughs> that we do you know, tiptoe this, this game well. The third one I put is coping with death
1: yeah well, well i mean in
0: general because it starts off as a dead body and the whole yeah is it's going to see
1: funny. the dead body you yeah. talked
0: about the macableness of it but but there is a point where they have a realization like hang on we're actually going to go and see a dead body what if his car if his blood yeah. everywhere? what if i see things that i can't you know
1: unsee yeah well yeah that's it and i guess it's you know he i think when he sees the dead body body, he realizes that um you know, he's sort of like, why? It's like he starts crying, Mm. you know, and it's sort of that release. He's like, I didn't cry at the funeral, Mm. but then he's like sobbing in Chris's arms. And I think it's because that the body, the finality of it, you know, like he says something like he's not sleeping, Mm. you know, he's not unconscious, he's dead. Like he Mm. he then comes to a crescendo for him Mm. of sort of the release of, Of dealing, working through his own grief over his brother. Exactly. You know, and I mean, like I asked you last night, I was like, you know, as a kid, would that have interested you going and seeing a dead body like that? Like not a dead body in the morgue or in a coffin at open funeral, but like a, Almost like a candid, yeah. Um, I don't know how to
0: to respond, and I don't know you're about to say it would have interested you. It would have Um, because I was a maniac, gone along with it. But I wouldn't have been the person suggesting. Yeah, see, I I
1: would have been the person suggesting it because Mm. that's me, the crazy Mm. person, you know, the Macaulay person, which you know, I own Um, it. Like you know, I got
0: to own it. So good. Uh, But if there's anything else, I think there's three, but there's plenty of themes in here. But but,
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's that whole, like, getting out of a small town, that as well, well. because, you know, we hear the other two, like, one stayed there, one was in jail but then came back and was doing small jobs, you know, Mm. and obviously the other two left, they went to college, you know, and I think that's that is a big theme, Mm. like, you know. Uh, am I going to advance beyond this? Because he says that he's like, it was a small town, but to us it was the world, you know, but knowing that there's more beyond that. And I think that journey opened that up for them. They were like, okay, there's mm. more beyond this. Mm. But it is just like, the yeah, it's chock full of things. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. true. I don't know
0: how they fit it all in. Well, first of all, what does this movie mean to you?
1: Um, look, this isn't a movie that I have watched a lot. Mm. Like, this is probably the third time I've seen it. Mm. Um, like i really enjoy the friendship aspect of it because i think it is a special time in your life mm. you know sort of fifth sixth grade seventh grade when you kind of just coming into your own mm. you know and i and i like that nostalgia of those times you know of friendship and and when the world was small and simple for you mm. at that point you know you mm. didn't have all those worries and responsibilities mm. yeah i think you know i i like that it's 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 a really good movie mm. You no, know no, no. it's I, enjoyable I, and it's I think yeah. for me it
0: is exactly the same thing. It, it's the nostalgic element of remembering being twelve and remembering the friendships mm. you had with those people and yeah it was intense, but to go on adventures like Yeah, yeah, go, that's it. I mean maybe never going for a dead body, no, but we go up all day the bush. on BMXs or yeah. go to golf courses and go for walks and Yeah, that's it. We, it. we used to spend
1: so much time in the national park, you yeah. know, we'd just be gone all and day. And shit would happen like Yeah, yeah I it's I you like with me and Steve at that
0: time. <laughs> and a dog chaser, you know, kind of similar to this—not yeah. not the sick balls, <laughs> but something similar, you know. Yeah. Things like that happen when you're talking. True, yeah. yeah, it's
1: true because you've got that sort of independence, then where your parents aren't like watching you as much. You can go out, go around the neighborhood, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I sort of hope for that same experiences for our own children. Mm. You know, that make it, it it makes me happy. And obviously, mm. we didn't grow up in the '50s and '60s, but. Mm. It's a nice sort of period to that the music and stuff. Like it's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah you know. Okay. Now to the fun stuff. What is your favorite one?
1: Well, like I said, it's definitely that one about, you know, yeah, like Which
0: isn't even a line. It's a about, written one. Yeah, it's written. Yeah.
1: But he does say it out loud, like, mm. you know, about did we do you ever have friends? True, you know, like yeah. I never had friends again like that mm. when I was 12. Mm. But I also like when he said, you know, I hadn't seen Chris for ten years, but I'll miss him forever. Mm. You know, so even though they weren't their separate ways. Obviously, he got married and had his own son, or whatever. Mm. You know, yeah, he still has that connection with him. Mm. You know, and he, he's like, time passes, but it just doesn't. It just feels like yesterday. Mm. It's
0: mm. true. <laughs> uh, for me, it was more more on the comical side. Yeah, I think. I think, um, I think yeah, they're ribbing each other a lot, and yeah. at that age, you know, he talked about. You know, the best thing was making fun of each other's mothers and whoever. Yeah. Mothers. yeah, the, the insults, the insults and stuff like that, and. You know, Teddy does it with Yvonne and it like Chris mm. and, and, and Gordy do it as well. But that one line I can't remember. Or oh, they're round
1: the, the fire because yeah, they didn't bring enough food. Oh yeah.
0: And it's
1: <laughs> like I'm, he and drops this. Whatever. It is, I think it's a marshmallow. A marshmallow to the into the fire. fire.
0: It's like, what am I gonna eat? And then, and then Teddy <laughs> goes, Why don't you cut up your dick and eat it? And then Chris is like, No, it'll be a small meal. And I'm just like, oh, they just like rub each yeah, other. It and is funny. And, we used to do that a lot, like make dick jokes and shit, mother jokes <laughs> all the time. Like, I'm like, yes, they're not PC, but fuck, they were funny. Sometimes. Yeah,
1: I like the whole um, monologue that they have, like mm. where they're going around the fire and they're like, but what's goofy? If Mickey's oh, a yeah, and, yeah. and Donald's a duck, what's goofy? And then they're like, what's your favorite food? And just cuts, keeps cutting in, you know, it's like pears, raspberry yeah, pears. Yeah. But what is goofy? But even
0: again, that ties it back. It's like the narrator says something along the lines of, Oh, I remember the most important things before women, girl, yeah, girls, girls were yeah, a problem. talking about. We're like, what is goofy? <laughs> and is Pez a sustainable food to eat <laughs> for the rest of to your life? i have like,
1: to say, like, what, fucking, what is goofy? <laughs> like, <laughs> it is a dog. No, but it's a dog, right?
0: Yeah, Goofy is a dog. But I get it that Pluto is also a dog. <laughs> I but don't know. How it's come movies. Goofy will drive a car and Pluto, no, I don't I know, don't know. Yeah.
1: but it is. It's um, it's really cut well the editing in that scene, yeah, and I exactly. wonder how they filmed it. Whether they just kept having the conversation, then they spliced it back together. Like it's, it's really. Oh yeah, weird. of
0: course it wasn't. Continuous, you know, but that scene, that scene was fantastic. Yeah,
1: around the camp, around the
0: campfire. Um, yeah. And you're, you mentioned before when they were on duty
1: with the gun, because Chris has brought a gun yeah. along, you know, as you do.
0: And Teddy thinks he's in the army for some reason. I know. Well, he's pretty much. I guess he's a bit half crazy himself, but he's obsessed with the army. And that's well, yeah, and that,
1: and that traces back to his father, again, mm. whether or not he was, mm. you know, in Actually, the war. Yeah. Which, you know, because the Second World War had finished, like, oh, what, like 14 years prior or something. So it's it wasn't, arm, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that um,
0: recent. Re- like, yeah. it was,
1: sorry, it wasn't that far in the distance for them, the history, mm. it was mm. there, you know. Oh, enough
0: time for the dad to come back, have a kid. And just let PTSD mm. seep in. Yeah. Favourite scene?
1: Oh, gosh. I, I, look, I there's, there's quite a few I like. I really like the one where Gordy wakes up earlier and is sitting on the train tracks and he sees the deer. So what does that mean? So I think it means that, you know, despite, like, his older brother dying, um, his friends' problems with their own family, you know, mm. him feeling inadequate and that his parents don't, understand him or love him or whatever that there's still beauty in the world of that's what i think you know and he ne- he says he never told anyone yeah, about that until, about him, right. until yeah. the other boys yeah. you know yeah. and i think that's what it is like just
0: and spontaneity yeah and there's small still still
1: beauty there. you know like yeah. so even when you're in like a shit storm of life hmm. Things can still surprise you, Mm. and so I really like that scene. Mm. Um, But I also love the scene where they're confronted by Ace and his gang, who want to claim the body for themselves, Mm. thinking that they'll be seen as heroes or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) you know. And I guess Goody's sticking up up to you know them.
0: And then the the funny dick joke at the end. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, but I like that. But I like. I this was like you could pick from a plethora. So many good scenes. All right,
0: so. The leech scene.
1: Oh, the leech scene. Oh my, Sorry,
0: leech, leech oh, my Hilarious Where
1: he gets leech on his Oh, my God. But all of them with the leeches. Like, yeah. can you imagine? I've been scared of
0: leeches ever Die. since. Oh. Um, the train scene where they're running from the oh, train yeah. tracks.
1: Oh, yeah. That's funny, yeah. Uh, so they
0: get across the bridge and train. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Gordy story about the pie eating. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Lard ass.
0: Well, yeah. Not a nice story, but a story nevertheless. Yeah, that he'd written. Which, which yeah. He, with, okay. So this is where I had, like, a moment of clarity. I was like. Okay, so it's a story from Gordy, but the writer is writing the story about this story, and Stephen King has written this story about this story about a story. Yeah, it's so it's true. like a four-dimension paradox <laughs> of this story, of who's written this yeah, story. It's true. like, blow my mind. I'm like, this is a about Well, story that just about goes to show you, like,
1: harking back to my current Stephen King obsession, like, the depth and. Brevity of the man's sort of ability to write, mm, mm. you know, like there it is. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, anyway, so many good scenes, and I'm still, still think we're missing some. The sick balls thing, the junk, oh, and the junk, no
1: right. And the dog is like a, not a scary dog, no, no. Not <laughs> ends up being
0: yeah. And then the guy making fun of our Titty. Um, do you think millennials would get this? Yeah, I think
1: so. I think maybe
0: they'll struggle a little bit. Do you because a lot of the, I mean, again, 80s, you, you kind of. It's close to them, but 50s, like, do they even know?
1: Well, I think they're older ones that are our age. If you're talking about ones born in the later 90s, maybe not, but, you know.
0: I mean, the stories, obviously, you'd get it and. the... In the, in the plots and, and the meanings and stuff. But, but don't
1: you feel like the 50s and 60s is to us what the 80s and 90s is to now So what you said the other the day? Teens. Like it's yeah. 40 years ago now or something? Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. So just to them, retro is 80s and 90s, which is just appalling. Mm. But to us, 50s and 60s is retro. So I feel like we have an understanding of that culture and time period because it was what our parents lived experience. Mm, potentially. And there was a lot of it sort of nostalgic. But you know like a lot of 50s diners and stuff like that's a theme yeah you know people and like that seems to
0: be the golden era but, the stage.
1: but it's funny because behind the scenes the mm. 50s was like a terrible time for the minorities and stuff oh, you yeah. know and Women were very still very oppressed and mm. expected to be in the home, like so. Mm. Behind the whole happy families, you mm. know, and, and, and barely
0: in this movie, yeah,
1: that's it, you know. So I think and female, women, shining like, new cars the women? And, yeah, well, that's it, yeah. you know, like was a, a still a very difficult period for a lot of people, yeah, you know, mm. even here as well. I, I mm. it would have been continuing themes, oh, you know, yeah. and,
0: and still the way in America because obviously you see the highlight of it, but there's a lot of poverty still.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, we yeah. have a whole podcast on that, but. True to- but yeah, I think they would get it, mm. you know. um
0: Do you think anything wouldn't fly today? Well,
1: it's funny you say that because there is a, a gratuitous use of the word "pussy" as in "you're a pussy," yeah. like weak sissy man and mm. faggot and several faggot, times. Yeah. But in saying that, this is not filmed now. This is mm. set in a time when those types of words were used frequently, and they're right. still. I have to say it; they still are used, so they now understand the meaning behind them. Yeah, I wouldn't and retard. Yeah, yeah, and retard. That's yeah. right. You know, and obviously I to try and well i don't we don't say it now no i don't i you'd like words to say because we know
0: better but
1: vocabulary but i think you know i, I don't think that
0: obviously it wouldn't fly
1: no but it's it's you're not going to like cancel the movie because of these because words. of it no because it, it was set it's in a timepiece
0: it's reflective
1: of yeah. that time no, i agree with you you know yeah. and the same the, the same that there's really, like all the characters are white, hmm. you know, and like you said, there's really no women except for the mother. Mm. The waitress, mm. you know, so and they and they they talk about women like all boobs, you know, which yeah. is fine, mm. whatever, you know. And then they talk about like it doesn't um, burn.
0: Say so, how good a boobs, how good a boobs, <laughs>
1: which you know, I'm pretty sure that that's okay. And they're talking about
0: someone's like, boobs. I couldn't think about no who some they were talking chick,
1: about. Yeah, yeah, like you know. And then the then the older gang are talking about you know you're not going to get far with a Catholic girl. They're all like that, yeah. you know. So, but yeah. I mean that's fine, like whatever. Guys yeah. talk about girls. Oh, just guy talking bullshit
0: as well. Yeah. Okay, so the soundtrack to this soundtrack movie is, is off the chain good. Yes. Um, oh, and I said to you, is this like the smash hits of 1959? Because like <laughs> the banger up, and I don't even know that much any other music from 1959. It's funny because I only know
1: degrees. I only know a lot of the movie from the 50s because yeah. my mum was really into Buddy Holly, and I mm. saw that musical twice. So I knew. What was musical? I think it was called Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it was anyway. like the big bopper and stuff in yeah. the plane crash. But yeah, yeah the the music
0: is yeah. a couple very of good. The Buddy Holly ones, um, you know, that get a job, I know,
1: and take out the peepers. Yakity yak. Like,
0: that's amazing. The lollipop <laughs> song. Like, yeah,
1: lollipop. Oh, God, oh I love lollipop. that. All
0: these songs are really good. But
1: the Stand By Me.
0: And obviously, Stand By Me. Which
1: obviously wasn't. Is the
0: title of the yeah, film. and he, they were
1: saying that obviously the novella was called body. Mm. They named it after the song.
0: Yes, they named it after the song because they yeah. wanted it. They wanted it to be something recognisable. Yeah, like, be like oh, whereas the body is like not really yeah. a great title. So they for picked her. they yeah. they picked that song specifically for the title. Mm. Um, it's because a great it's, song. It's a great song. I mean, that Benny King song is timeless. But but yeah, so many good songs mm. such a good soundtrack. I love
1: music from the fifties. It's it's boppy and fun. Right. Yeah. You know. It's amazing. It, it amazing. reminds me of a movie that I used to love, Cry Baby, with Johnny Depp.
0: Alright.
1: And Ricky Lake. It's got that set in the 50s. fifteen oh, really? zero yeah, really? that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so I think we've taken up overtime, which is good, but we been... Well we
1: should just say that um, normally we talk about what makes this movie eighties and obviously it's not set in the eighties, yeah. but this is a spectacular eighties mm. cast.
0: It is, yeah. So what makes let's talk about that is, is
1: that it's the, very yeah. 80s-centric, successful actors Correct. and um, it's very sad about River Phoenix because that kid was talented, yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah. gorgeous when he was older. Holy shit. And
0: for you millennials, it, it is actually you know, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix's, Phoenix's older brother, brother and mm. he was a lot more famous before Joaquin Phoenix came oh, on. he was gorgeous. A.K.A. Leaf. Yeah. But... Hippie family. What do you give this movie out of 10?
1: Oof, that's a hard one, right? Because it's such a good movie mm. based on such a good story. Mm. Um, So I guess mm, it's hard. You go first. What eight you and a half, man. Like, yeah, okay. like, I was
0: about to say hard eight, but it's even that much better. Yeah. I think the, the music, the cast, the actual story, the themes. I mean, what I'd take away is that, yeah, there's a few things like there's no females. I'm like, how, how can this be real life if mm. there's no females? And... But maybe
1: it was real life for them back then. Yeah, maybe. Because it's very egocentric, the story, the way it's told. So mm. for him, he's mm. just talking about his whole world. Mm. I'll give it an eight and a half too. I think it's a little short. I think they could have fluffed it out a bit more. Um it's a, a solid one hour and 29 minutes.
0: so I do think it's good scene after good scene after good It movie. is. I mean they probably could they could have fluffed it out, yeah I don't know what else they would actually do except so to give you a bit of backstory on Vern or a back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The guys but yeah, I
1: like an eight and a half. Yes. I mean, I could I would even tip in favor of a nine, it's that mm-hmm. good.
0: Yeah, it is. But it is yeah, good. it's a great movie. Yeah, well, I
1: highly recommend this film.
0: And I guess before we we leave. We've got to mention that it's October.
1: Yay, my favourite month! So those
0: of you know Woo-hoo! Meryl loves Halloween. I do and so much. It's the third, second today, and our house is completely decked out. Already.
1: <laughs> I haven't done the outside yet, um, though. Though I did do a click and collect from Kmart today with outdoor decor. Yeah, so
0: there will be some front yardage, <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, well,
1: we don't even know what's happening with trick-or-treating. We will be out of lockdown, supposedly, but whether people want to be sending their kids out around it, I don't know that. This year, but I will still decorate. Oh, absolutely! Because it is.
0: And last year they just gave out. They we had buckets values. out the front. Yeah, yeah I'm it, sure that it, would it was again,
1: fine. At the very but um, I love October.
0: But yeah, so we, mm. we said so this every. This is our third October. Wow. In podcast land, <laughs> and we always say we're going to do.
1: Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do scary, really we're scary. Do we're going to bang out like four scary every scary bangers right. for you all.
0: Okay, so we know. We're gonna commit. No, we'll, we'll surprise you. Yeah, we'll, we'll surprise you because, like,
1: yeah, we have to do some like really scary ones. Yeah. We There's can't the, just do like Ghostbusters and stuff, which well, we yeah. could do. Yeah, fun.
0: We need a mix for the need... for the
1: scary cats. Yeah, yeah. Though that librarian scene, hello. <laughs> but um, you know, we have to do some like fuckers. Some Google, some you know, stabbers, yeah. yeah, yep, stabby. Some Sla- oh, 80s slasher, huge, huge, like thing onto itself. Correct. It's a massive period for slasher, slasher films, yeah, you know, yeah. like eighty slasher films. Now they par- parody them, but it's like, oh my god, it was such a subculture of horror.
0: I don't know Mike Myers, oh Halloween seventy
1: eight. Oh god, it's such a good movie. But it's obviously so the thing. I made you watch it with me, and you'd never seen it before when we were like seventeen. I think when
0: or something. First went out. We one of our first movies we went and saw was Halloween Ten.
1: Yeah, that's right. But it's, it's such a good movie. Oh anyway, we're giving away yeah. too much now. So
0: right. like and subscribe us. Um, you know, we really appreciate it if you can throw us a review, five stars. If you miss four, or five. You know, uh, we'd appreciate five, that. Five, please. <laughs> Jesus You've got this been so in into lockdown into for like fifteen weeks or
1: something. <laughs> um, throw but me if your you bell. want to hit
0: us up, it's the peak Pod at hotman.com
1: or at the peak Pod on Instagram,
0: and uh, we'll get you back.
1: All right then, peace. That's Bye. All. Bye kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. All right, all right. Mickey's a mouse, Donald's a duck, Pluto's a dog. What's Goofy? Dog. Goofy's a dog. He's
0: definitely a dog. He can't be a dog. He wears a hat and drives a car. God, that's weird. What the hell is Goofy?